Hello, everybody. This week's Parshas, Parshas Lech Lecha. I love these Parshas. I wait the whole year for these Parshas. I love these Parshas so much. I guess much because my name, Avram, connected with Avram in the, in the, the first Avram. And uh, there's so much to learn. There's so much to learn from these stories. So much in Muna, so much lessons in life. They're not just stories. They're not just stories whatsoever. We have to take from these stories lessons in life that lead us through our through our paths, through our lives. I was reading through this this parsha again this this week, you know, doing Marva Sedra and trying to look into the words, loving every word, looking at these beautiful stories, and I'm getting up to a part where it talks about the fact that uh, going up from Mitzrayim, Abram had so much money, and Lot had so much money, and they, they had so much Mikneh, Rav, and they had all the cattle, they had just so much possessions, and, you know, Lot's guys were bad guys, and he was the good guys, and they couldn't, you know, couldn't be together in the same place, they had to split up, I'm just passing, a thought passed through my head, like, how did they become so, how did they become so rich and wealthy, where did this, where does the money come from, I mean, there was a road bar, it's a travel, they traveled, the Torah tells us that Avon uh, Vinu did a lot of Kirov, Sarah did a lot of Kirov, and they, they made a lot of people, but, you know, they didn't come with millions, they didn't come with anything, and there was a big famine, so they were forced, they didn't have money to stay there through the famine like Yaakovina does later, so they had to move, they had to go down to Mitzrayim, because there's no food, so they go down to Mitzrayim, and the famous story of, of uh, trying to protect Sarah from Paro, what they do, they told the Egyptians that Sarah is Avram's sister, which is half true, they take her away. In the middle of the night, Paro is smitten with this disease that he can't he can't uh, fulfill his marriage, so to speak, with Sarah. Um, the Medrash talks about Sarah telling the angels to smack Paro and give it to him over the head. And in the morning, in the morning, Paro gives Sarah back to Avram and says, "What's going on? You told me she's your wife. You told me she's your sister." The whole discussion that we all know. And then it says that Paro gave Avram Avinu tons of money. And he sends them off. So, thinking to myself, one minute, I don't understand something here. This is not just a gift. He gave him tons and tons of money. Wealth. Huge amounts of wealth. Huge amounts of wealth. And what happened? When when did he give that wealth to Avram Avinu? He gave that wealth to Avram Avinu under the under impression that he's getting Sarah as a wife, and that's why he's giving the brother, quote-unquote, all these gifts, all this money. So that's incredible. I'm thinking to myself, what's going on over here? Giving so much money, millions of dollars, wealth, you know, to the point, and he also looked. And also looked, it's tons and tons of money. And what is all from? Because of an understanding that ends up being a mistake. Ends up being a mistake. Actually, let me just go off to the side for a minute now with the Ramban in the beginning of the parish. It talks about how all the stories of Avritsky and Yaakov are all predecessors for all of the Jewish people throughout the generations. Uh, obviously, Avram Vina going up with their Chush Gadol, and the, tre- the Jews leaving later with their Chush Gadol. So that's really very important to remember here. So I'll just take you with my, into my mind over here what's going on. I, I'm just thinking like this. Where did this, where did this money really come from? Avram Vinu is sitting in his house, sitting in his hut, wherever he's that night, that Paro takes, Paro takes sorry away. I'm just wondering what he's going through, what emotional stress, what emotional, what's going through his mind. Here he is, he's with a wife, he has no children. He is friends with this woman, his wife, for many, many years, obviously developed an incredible close relationship. 
Hashem tells Avram and Sarah, I don't want you here anymore. Go to Israel. I'm going to make you into a great nation. I'm going to make you wealthy. He goes there, but there's no money. There's no food. There's nothing. You've got to go down to Mitzrayim. And now, his wife, his best friend, is stolen from him. What's going through his mind? So, if it's a regular person, uh, yeah, we all know what he'd be thinking. But we're talking here about Avram Avinu. And Avram Avinu, what's, what's going on over here? Who's Avram about? What's Avram about? What was he teaching people in the world before he was given this mission to go? He was teaching people that that Hashem is the best. Hashem is a chesed, a baal chesed. There's nothing that he does is bad. He's all good. Everything he does is wonderful. We have to be just like Hashem. We have to emulate Hashem. We have to go in his ways. We have to realize that he's here. He's, he created this whole world. Every every enjoyment that we have is all from him. Every love that we have is all from him. And he's spreading this message throughout the world. And now, and now he's faced with this stark darkness that the whole world seems to be upside down. So what is he going to do? I'm thinking, I, I, this is what I think happened. He's sitting there in his living room and he's thinking to himself, if this is what happened to me, God did it. If God did this to me, even though it seems to me the worst thing in the world, it seems that, but what am I about? What's my life's mission right now? My life's mission right now has always been, till now, to spread the word that Hashem is the best, the good, the ultimate good. So it must be that everything Hashem did for me is ultimately good. This must be the best thing in the world. Hashem is going to show it for me that this is Mamish, the, the ultimate good. And he starts making himself happy with all these thoughts that I'm having a Hashem. That's what I'm about. I'm about a moon. I'm about the fact that Hashem is chesed. I'm about doing chesed to emulate Hashem's chesed. This is me. I'm about a Muna. I'm believing in Hashem that everything Hashem did is absolutely good, even though it's looked terribly evil. This is good. The next morning, sorry, mean was brought back then. And he's got tons and tons of wealth. All this wealth, millions and millions of dollars of wealth, so to speak. Why? Because he realized it, and he actually actualized the fact that everything Hashem does is good. And I think this is an incredible lesson for us to learn for the future, for all of us. And this is, might be the lesson for all of us. And that is, if we take upon ourselves to understand that everything that happens is good, and really believe that it's good, then Hashem just won't make it okay. Hashem will make it the best possible. This is where all his wealth came from. The bad thing turned into being good. I looked in the Ramban. The Ramban says on this Pasuk over here, when he gave him all the good stuff, the Ramban says that really he should have taken back his money. Paro should have taken everything back. But he didn't. And the Ramban says, Ze neis gadol. This is a huge miracle. You don't take back the money you gave. It's a whole matan of It's a mistaken gift. Take it back. No. This is the biggest nace. This nace is something that we can actualize with every single one of us, every single day of our lives. When anything bad happens, you say, this is good. It's not, it could be good, oh, I'll swallow it because it must be, I'll believe somehow that it's good. No, this is good. If you believe this is good, it will become tangibly good in front of your eyes. And I hope myself and all of us listening will take this to heart and turn our lives around and everything that happens to us will only be seen as good. And will only be bracha and become millionaires in Torah and Mitzvahs and in Gashmias and in Wealth.